0: You're listening to episode 218 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Check out the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com or send us an email at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or you can give us money and do so donating via PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360VegasPodcast.com. Warning the hosts enjoy the show and as a result, laugh a lot. If you don't like that, don't listen. We don't care.
1: Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a
2: 24 hour a day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front.
1: That's the Eiffel Tower. Mirage, Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? I want a camel. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck.
0: The strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking
2: ass in Vegas.
0: Vegas, baby.
2: Vegas, baby.
0: Welcome to Las Vegas.
1: All right, so we are tempting fate with this whole thing. Um, so <laughs> we're going to warn you at any time you may hear a dog losing his fucking shit. And one of you, us may have yeah, to step you may, away, probably. May lose one of us, and, and we literally say one of us because sometimes it doesn't matter what the fuck I do. He wants to see Karen or, or vice, vice versa. Versus. So, um, to understand what this poor guy's going through, he's basically trapped in a cage that's only about a size and a quarter larger, longer than he is, and uh, a size and a half taller than he is. He's not allowed to run, jump, pounce. He's not allowed to. He I mean, he's, he walks on it yeah but um they don't want it to slip they don't want it to disconnect they don't want um, to dislocate so he is basically in a cage all day and we are basically next to him all day trying to do whatever it is amuses him for that moment you have to remember this is a a hundred pound pure muscle dog that uh Uh, is less than two years old and wants to do nothing but all the things he's not allowed to do. Yeah. (laughs) So he's kind of lost... At this point, it's five weeks into an eight-week process. Monday will be five weeks. And at this point, he's basically lost all fucking patience for this this concept like he was kind of kind of begrudgingly accepted it before and now he'll get out and he's like fuck you guys i'm running like no 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 like i'll I'll run away oh yeah whatever
2: he darted i took him out this morning and uh had to dry his feet off because it's raining down here and as soon as i did that last back foot he darted for the bar like heading into the kitchen area i'm like no, stop,
1: stop. So, yeah, he so, just, uh, yeah he's done. Sedation <laughs> just calms him down, like a little bit, like like might get him to not freak the fuck out, but it's not like he's doped up and, and sleeping or anything. He's. It, uh, it, just, it
2: just takes the edge off. Just more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that really is it. We That's can't give
2: him alcohol, so we give him drugs.
1: 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and as it is, we've got a. Uh, this uh, at-home camera. It's actually an app. If you've got a a webcam or old iPhones or whatever, you can set up a a webcam where I'm literally, we have our Mac pointing right at the kennel, and we're up in the office, and I'm watching him. We can hear what's going on. We can literally talk to him through it if we want. Our eyes will be on him the whole time, so really looking forward to doing this. With the job, it's been kind of hard to write. Well, the job and the dog, but even once we had it written, like we had planned to record last night, and he wasn't having any part of that, <laughs> so um, here we are. There is a fair chance this will be the only show you get for another three weeks, depending on on his uh, his tolerance levels. So let's uh, let's enjoy each other while we can. And um, well, there it is. <laughs>
0: Nah, I get it. I get it 100%. Cooper uh, had the same thing, but not the same thing. He had a torn ACL, but how do you get a dog that just wants to play all the time Um, and is is a happy dog? So of course he wants to jump and play and have a good time. And you're like, no, no, just hang out right here. Just hang out right here. We're cool. So nah, man, I get it 100%. So with that, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we
1: start with Random Vegas. December 17th, 2008, Las Vegas records a record eight inches of snow just before Christmas as one of the biggest snowfalls in Vegas history. We got that from Strictly Slots. I wish we were doing the show when that came out, uh, or or uh, we were doing the show, but we weren't doing Twitpic or anything. Because, what? No, we weren't. It's 2008. We weren't doing a the show. They had some amazing <laughs> pictures. Like I like I think my favorite was Luxor covered in snow, like just a, a layer of, of white over to, over the the uh, pyramid too cool that's that is cool Uh, something else that is very very cool is this week's twit pick of the week it's surrealism at its best a juxtaposition that exists like no other place on the planet lush vegetation surrounded by electric beauty and architectural marble while spaces like this aren't easy to find in vegas anymore this space Next to the crystals at city center, shared by at Toast CMU aka Sir William Trost the Fourth of Chaucer all thee. has the benefit of darkness and a well-chosen angle by Sir William Trost the Fourth all hail to create a very a, the very essence of Las Vegas illusion. I can't help it every time I see it, Sir William Tross the Fourth. Thanks Brian <laughs> We had this one as a candidate for a long, long time. I think he took this in November and I'm like, it's still a candidate. We haven't chosen one.
2: Oh well, we haven't had a show in a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. no it's it's gorgeous. It really was it. It was it's breathtaking and the, all the lights that were just that lit up all at once just as he snapped the picture. yeah no, it was it was really cool. Good I stuff. loved it yep. As always, we will link to the photos on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move into the news.
1: First up, free parking lost. The battle is over and the customers have lost. Shortly after MGM announced that their pay for parking initiative has been nothing but successful, Caesars Entertainment Cosmopolitan and even Wynn announced that they, too, will be charging for parking. Wasting no time at all, Caesars announced the charge at the end of November, or the change will happen at the end of November and begin to charging, charging in December just as soon as they can get the paid kiosk set up. It was clarified that the red-headed stepchild of their portfolio, Rio, will continue to offer free parking, no doubt, in an attempt to cater to locals as MGM claimed before them. Caesars claims that this is something customers wanted and points to the cost of improvements and upkeep as the reason they are starting to charge. It's so funny. Who do they really think they're kidding? Like, you guys want it, you wanted it, you asked for it. But Process, you, know what's you, kind, it. you know what's kind of bullshit is that you guys offer this for free. I totally want to give you money for this.
2: <laughs> is that like an abusive husband saying she asked for it? I know,
1: it? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mark. <laughs> uh, locals with Platinum Total Rewards membership will still get parking for free. Also very similar to the MGM model, parking will now cost you $8 for up to four hours and 13 after that and each day following. Wynn has adopted the same price points and rollout time frame, but will only charge for valet parking for now. Cosmo's plan will begin in early 2017. It will be free for the first hour, seven, for up to four hours, and $10 for the full day. Also, Vital Vegas reports that MGM would like to tell you, Vegas locals, to go fuck yourself because free parking for Nevada residents ends December 29th. Local casinos cheer. What fucking. I mean, obviously, this doesn't really affect much of us, but. And I firmly believe this is all part of kind of a locals rescuing or not a locals um millennials rescuing because think about all the efforts that they're doing to them millennials don't know about free parking they don't they don't know anything about that and as it is they're paying fucking four hundred dollars for an eighty dollar bottle of booze they're like these fucking idiots will pay for that they'll <laughs> definitely pay for fucking parking and since Vegas has always got to stay ahead of the uh you know uh, uh, of, of the trends fuck it charge them yeah
0: I, I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. I think the only people that this hurts are the Californians that can drive in, and the, uh, the the rental car companies. I mean, this is why I think Uber and Lyft are just exploding right now oh, they've out got in Vegas. Is
1: yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, though. What a fuck you to locals, right? Like as it is, the strip yeah. has always kind of never catered to you. But you know, it would be nice, you know, to like, especially people like uh, Christina yeah. and, and Brad, who actually like the strip, that aren't like a lot of locals that are like, oh, "I don't want to deal with all that bullshit." What a fuck you to them! Yeah. Although to point to Tony's point, fuck it, Uber, or Lyft, get drunk, don't even worry about that shit. Just you know, you don't have to worry about driving. It's just, it is.
0: All right. So, Crown's new Vegas plan
1: after reassuring people the project was still happening about a month ago it was announced that mariah carey isn't the only thing in vegas james packer isn't doing anymore (laughs) The, (laughs) the crown resorts Alon or alon or well it doesn't really matter because that's not fucking happening anymore on the land formerly home to the new frontier instead announced about a week before this news is that sister company crown acquisitions bought 49.9% stake in Wynn's new luxury mall project for $472 million. While the partnership will actually give ownership to about 88,000 square feet of the retail space at the Wynn Encore shopping, promenade, whatever, Wynn will still not only own the majority, they will be the acting managing member. So now North Strip is back to Resorts World and the Las Vegas Convention Center as the only remaining planned projects for its future. No word or sign of progress on the Resort World site. And the LVCVA announced recently that groundbreaking on the expansion is expected to begin in early 2018. So to be clear, grandiose plans, none of which have come to fruition, have caused the market to lose historic properties in the Stardust and Riviera, I mean, and no one really gave a shit about the new frontier, but that's, that's what we got.
0: <laughs> that's, that's your takeaway.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, come on. I would have gone to Stardust or Ruby. I mean, no one really gives a fuck about new frontier, but <laughs> I mean, we, we all celebrate that that's gone.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's disappointing that they just can't get their ducks in a row. They're like, Oh yeah. Gone. Blow it, you know, blow it up. It's gone. And yeah. then they're like, wait, hang on, hang on though.
1: Maybe not. So, all right, uh, moving on, a (laughs) Vegas legend dies. Mike Ensign, another guy you've probably never heard of, but is one of the people responsible for helping Vegas evolve into your favorite place in the world, has died. He was 79. Mike came to Vegas in 1974 and was part of the team that made Circus Circus the most profitable casino company in history. He was part of the expansion of the brand with Excalibur, Luxor, and Mandalay, helping grow it into Mandalay Resorts in 1999 before selling to MGM in 2005 for $7.9 billion. At that time, he retired and never returned to the industry. He is described as one of the architects of modern Vegas and was the first to lure international brands like Four Seasons to the Strip in the boutique hotel within a hotel concept. Any of you ever heard of Mike Edson? Nope. Nope. Can't say that I have. He is even even if we could do a vintage segment about him. To be honest, he'll be folded into Bill Bennett's, who is the guy behind Circus Circus, because Mike really was just that that smart guy that did shit right. That's that's really kind of all he was. But kind of kind of like E. Perry Thomas, except E. Perry Thomas did it on such a giant scale right. that he does have a story. Mike did it for this one company.
2: And only for this company and then...
1: And then just said, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, do he made anymore. his millions. We're like, I don't, I don't want to put up with all the bullshit that he had to go through with all that. Like, yeah, I made my millions. Fuck it. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm done. I don't need to be in this industry anymore.
0: But it is too bad that we've lost someone that had the vision that made the strip look the way it looks right
1: now. Especially as we're you know, watching it's, it become de-themed and and uh-huh. and, and boarded right. board up. And when I say boarded up, I mean as in it's boring. Um, and now it's all glass <laughs> and ooh expensive. Like yeah, that's right. yeah, that wouldn't have brought me to Vegas in the '90s. This shit did. Well, it didn't bring right. me in the '90s, but what they did in the '90s brought me. Like, no, I get it.
0: I agree. I agree completely.
1: All right. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights. Las Vegas professional hockey team now has a name, the Golden Knights, complete with actually a pretty cool logo. However, their trademark has been denied by the U.S. Patent Office, citing the team name already exists in the College of St. Rose in New York. The team and league are appealing the ruling, pointing out that many college and pro sports coexist with the same names. The NHL said that they have no plans to reconsider the name and that this is somewhat routine. While St. Rose doesn't have a hockey team, they trademarked the Golden Knights in 2004. The school's athletic director declined to comment what actions they would take should Vegas continue to pursue the name, a.k.a. they're looking for a payout, which they will get. Yeah, yeah, yeah they will. Absolutely. Yep. No, I agree. You know, the, the thing
0: about trademark law a little bit. Let me let me drop a little uh, Yay! legal knowledge on you.
2: Yay. Lawyer the, knowledge. The
0: thing about <laughs> the thing about trademark law is whether or not, you know, the average individual would be likely to believe that the names are because the names are so similar that they're likely tied to one another. Right. And so does it confuse the, the typical term is usually, does it confuse the population? Right. And I don't think in this instance, you're going to be confused between the Vegas Golden Knight hockey team versus some random St. Rose College out of New York City or the state of New York.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like Karen said, it doesn't even have a hockey team. I promise you, you've never fucking heard of it before I just mentioned it. And the logos don't look the same. This is literally them just... We'll, we'll have to fight you in court. Like, on how much do you want to just shut up and stop and you, being a dick you about think those?
2: This right. is so stupid. If you think about it, how many high right. school and college teams are named, you
1: know, the Eagles
2: or the? Well, pro and Genes even directly
1: the, rip off the logos yeah. from pro teams all the time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. well even from college teams. Because yep. your high school mascot was the Spartans. Spartans. Yeah, it looked
1: exactly or almost exactly, not exactly, it but looked like the Michigan very close State logo. The Michigan State just Spartans. it was a different color, right?
2: But I mean, it's just uh, it's crazy yeah. that they're that they actually have a case on this. Anyway,
1: yeah, not really. They just they're, they'll get paid out as this. It, it, come on, we live in the world of internet squatters. There's a reason our website is 360 Vegas podcast because some fucking cunt wants me to pay him like a thousand dollars for fucking 360vegas.com. Like you're high. They'll find. you <laughs> <it. laughs> <laughs> All right, so
0: we've got an outbreak. Ramsey
1: the disease that is Gordon Ramsey continues <laughs> to spread around Las Vegas. It's being reported by Vegas 7 that plans are to have Ramsey take over the space currently home to Serendipity 3 and turn it into a hell's kitchen. Oh. No word when any of this will take place as it hasn't been officially announced yet. An interesting factoid, though, the guy that is running Serendipity 3 right now is a former business partner of Ramsey, currently serving time in jail for tax evasion. (laughs) They're falling out is very well documented and has included litigation. Now it would appear Caesars is helping to further punish said former partner by daring to cross Sir Fuckstick. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever been to Serendipity 3? Yes.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: We, uh, as you have think? you with Vegas Vacation yeah. 1.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Forgotten about that. There's there's a fair amount of alcohol both
0: before, during, and after that trip to Serendipity well, I mean, Three. It's, so it's all part of the experience. <clears throat> nice. I mean, I'm, I'll concede I'm a little disappointed that we may lose that Serendipity Three if for no other reason then they're swapping out for yet another Ramsey, you know, reject.
1: So. This really is the fact that his things have been so successful, and he fucking hates this guy hates his former partner. So it kind of like, well, the guy's in prison already, and Gordon doesn't like you, and we really like Gordon, so fuck you. (laughs) Get out.
2: I just, I'm, he's doing so well in all his other restaurants, it sort of makes me mad that I'm banned from ever eating at one of them, because I kind of (laughs) feel like there's got to be something, if his food was shit, it would get called out as being shit. Yeah. And that's the only part that I'm struggling with, because now there's a lot of other I mean, he's got so many different places that are popping up.
1: Listen, listen, Gordon Ramsay's people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drop you some knowledge here that's gonna help to possibly somewhat lift this ban. And to be fair, you fucking ate a little bit at, at that fucking pub thing that we, we, last time we went to Vegas. I had you,
2: to. I was starving. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I did. I was starving too, and I refused. <laughs> To eat at that good. fucking piece of shit's fucking appetizing. place. Okay, but anyway, Gordon Ramsay's people, because I know they absolutely listen to the show. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> here's what you need to do for me to soften up a little bit. You gotta have more kids parade him and, and let him just take it. Because I, I saw a little bit of that. I can't oh. remember what it was. Yeah. And it was fucking hilarious watching little kids like going, you know, I know you think you're all tough. You're just... And he just kind of smiled and took it. And I'm like, all right, if I see more of that. <laughs> uh, what
2: is that, like Hell's Kitchen Jr. or something?
1: I don't know what it I is. I think so. I don't, I, don't yeah. know. I think he was like a guest, guest on something. Whatever it was, it was fucking adorable, the fact that kids were sassing right back to him, and, and he was just kind of taking it, and he's not yelling at them, and he's kind of tongue-in-cheek to that. I still think he's a giant— Listen, the primary issue is that he is famous for that. For being a dick. Yes. Yeah. If, sure. if it were that he was an amazing chef, or, or if he was even one of those reality guys that he's a real prick to you, but then he's got a heart of gold at the end, you know? And, and he's Well, kinda... he
2: might be. We've never watched it to the end, so we don't know. And yeah, the only thing fair. that they're going to show on TV is him being a dick.
1: That's so fair. I, I don't I just, know. It, the screaming is... Like, there are people who are dicks to people on their shows, but they're not screaming at you like in your fucking face like you're a fucking idiot fucking fucking fuck like there are a lot of shows that people get mouthy and loud with them like I like that bar rescue that guy's a dick to you at some point but at the end he's always like you know, listen, I'm just trying to fucking help you out here. Like, Tabitha's takeover. She's a fucking bitch to you, but she's like, I'm just trying to fucking help you out.
2: Well, she calls it like it, like it is. I don't see her well, being and that's bitchy I mean. for being what I bitchy.
1: don't think that he's being, like, he's just going, I'm just calling it out is. Like, no, I'm screaming at you calling you a fucking idiot, you know, and fr- I'm trying to make you cry. I'm trying to be a fucking asshole is what I'm trying to be. That's what I have an issue with. We won't go to Guy Fieri because Guy Fieri well, he's is the world's biggest fucking douche. And that's what he's famous for, yeah, is, he is being a giant fucking douche. Like, we'll go to um, with, uh, uh, Emerald's place. Emerald's known as an amazing chef. And to be fair, his whole bam thing, like his chef thing, as he's become even more, that's gone. Nobody talks about that shit anymore. Right you know so
2: that's that's what and maybe the sad thing is, is i've eaten at some of emerald's restaurants and i've been underwhelmed so
1: <laughs> didn't i thought we went to one that we really enjoyed emerald's? i could be wrong i could be wrong
2: i the only place that i think i've eaten at of his was in uh, was the um nola restaurant down in new orleans
1: okay then then i must be misremembering it mm. i don't know i don't know regardless I, bobby flay is kind of a dick and i like him
2: he, see, I don't want to like him, but I do.
1: There's something likable about him. I can't I really know, explain it. but the it. first
2: time that I saw him was when he was on the original Iron Chef, like, in Japan. Mm-hmm. And he was very, like, disrespectful to them and was showboat and everything else. And then I didn't like him. And then the more shows he does. I love that show Beat Bobby Flay.
1: What, I mean, what kind of a cool guy goes, like, I'm really good, but everybody on the show, the guest hosts, the people who are there, everyone wants you to lose. Yes. The people in the audience, everyone wants you to lose. Yeah. Who does that? That's a cool. That's cool. And that's he t- cool. He takes
2: it, and he. I mean, he's a good loser when he. Does oh, he's lose. amazing. It, yeah.
1: It's awesome. It, it's awesome, but I will be honest. The kids are making me soften up just a tiny bit. But I, uh, I you're still banned. You're still
2: banned. I know. I haven't asked, have I?
1: I am hoping, since this is his signature brand, this will be the last fucking thing he does in Vegas. This will be five fucking restaurants, Jeez. and now he has a Hell's Kitchen. We're like, Can we admit, that's saturating the market. Five is enough, and now you have a Hell's Kitchen. Let's just call it at that point.
2: Yeah, I'm kidding.
1: <sighs> okay, rant over, Sorry. moving on. Yeah, <laughs> it's been built We've up.
0: got a Las Vegas Raiders update.
1: A lot and yet nothing has changed since we last reported on the Raiders' potential move to Vegas. Regardless, the back and forth has been amusing. First, after wooing Raiders owner Mark Davis to come to Las Vegas, Sheldon Adelson continues to be a dick, attempting to renegotiate the original deal the two had. It's being reported that Adelson is pushing to become a part owner of the team with plans to eventually take over control of the franchise that has been in the Davis family since its inception in 1960. That will never it's fucking happen. happen. Never happen. The fact that Adelson thinks he could have pulled that off, like I said, these fuckers had a deal. And then once the deal was, uh, once Vegas was like, okay, you can build a stadium, he's like, okay, you're, this deal is just way too much. Like, oh, you mean the deal that we agreed on? Okay, I, I kind of get it now. Now, while all this is going on, Oakland is working with an investment group to finance a $1.3 billion stadium project in a desperate attempt to keep the team from relocating. Despite their efforts, at the NFL owners meeting, while Davis hasn't officially applied for relocation to Vegas, it was reported that the move will not only be approved, it's believed to be inevitable. While the NFL would prefer the team stay in Oakland, there appears to be no chance that that will happen. In fact, sources close to the league are saying that the Raiders will, quote, definitely move to Las Vegas. Refusing to have that plan derailed by Adelson's bullshit, sources close to Raiders owner say that if they can't come to a deal with Adelson, they will simply find someone else to partner with. However this plays out, the Raiders are expected to play in Oakland for up to two more years while the Vegas stadium is being built. I still hate the Raiders, but that's, that's kind of cool that this guy said he was going to move and then he's going to do it. But ultimately, we are victims of a team relocating, so I think that's kind of bullshit, too. That Oakland's about to get fucked again. By the way, he did this once in the fucking what was it? Oh yeah, 90s, I think it was 80s or 90s. Where
2: did he went to LA?
1: Yeah, he went to LA for like 15 years or something like that, and then it went, went back to Oakland after that. Well, his dad did. He didn't do it, but he's, you know, from my funny. understanding, he's as much of a dick as his father.
2: Well, Apple probably doesn't fall too far from the no. tree. What's funny is I don't, I haven't heard a lot about Raiders fans being upset about the move.
1: They are. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, they are? Okay. If, if you watch... Well, we don't really watch Raiders games a whole lot, but if you watch... Which, unfortunately,
2: they're starting to win now. Which it's very
1: so much like the actually. Browns. When the Browns were getting ready to leave, if you watch the... What are they called? The black hole? They have tons of signs. The funniest one I saw was a sign that said, if you build it, we won't come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, uh, to be honest with you, I think you're full of shit because it's only going to be five hours away. And I know... Browns fans, if they ended up relocating that was only like five hours away, they'd have still been pissed but they would have gone. Yeah, so. and
2: there's no way that they're going to get to keep, that Oakland will get to keep the Raider name and stuff like Cleveland oh, kept
1: the Browns. No. I mean, that's not going to no happen. No way. The uh-huh. Davis
2: family isn't going to give that up, so.
1: Um, they're fucked. I just,
2: I'm tired of hearing about it.
1: I agree, and, and to be fair, unless there's some more amusing things, actually, oh, oh once he finds like a new partner and Adelson gets fucked, because I'm kind of tired of addison's bullshit yeah not just with this but with a lot of the crap that he's been doing i'm kind of i'm that th- we'll probably report on that because that's kind of cool like <laughs> oh addison got boxed out suck
0: it dick <laughs> let's talk about level up at mgm
1: renderings and details regarding mgm's latest attempt to attract millennials with shiny things is level up lounge as announced before mgm is partnering with hakasan to develop the concept It will be in the space, formerly home to Rainforest Cafe. That was speculated before. We now know that to be fact. It will be 12,000 square feet and offer both free and pay-to-play gaming options. Recreational games like billiards, foosball, ping-pong, air hockey, Sigma Derby, and giant Pac-Man and Connect Four games will be featured, as well as more traditional forms of gaming, albeit digital versions. Doesn't it seem like the Pac-Man and the the, the Connect Four is something more like baby boomers to be interested in than 100%. fucking millennials? Yeah, hundred I mean, percent. No.
2: But the giant, what's the? Like, they're, they're like huge. I've, oh, I've seen the gigantic Connect Four. I haven't seen a gigantic Pac-Man.
1: All it is is Pac-Man on a giant screen. They have one at the Fremont Arcade. It's literally a Pac-Man on, on something that's like two stories tall. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Huh. Because you couldn't see it well that way. Everybody doesn't have <laughs> It's to for it is for baby boomers.
2: Right. <laughs> to <see the> <laughs> that that way, the, um, instead of everybody having to huddle around the or huddle around the uh, the game as you're playing to watch on this little right. goody screen, now all your friends can sit back in comfy chairs with beer and say, "Oh, hey, he's doing pretty good." Oh, I'm not exaggerating.
1: It is a <laughs> giant, giant screen. It's like two stories tall. Like I, I don't know, it's like 10 feet wide or something. And, and it's the exact same game. It's literally just Pac-Man on a giant, giant screen. so dumb. It doesn't make it worse. No, it's dumb. It's dumb. For the roided up douche is looking to burn off some of that crystal meth energy an arm wrestling table will also be available to amuse and start fights level up will also feature an indoor laser golf course that allows people to play real-world golf courses that also seems like that'd be really frustrating but I don't play golf so I guess you don't really
2: see I think that you don't why... have to chase your ball I'd be okay but I also it.
1: think that's why I get frustrated with golf is that you know there's a par right and we're like you're supposed to do this in four And most people don't do anywhere near that. But in my head, I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, yeah, oh, I shot a 10 on that. Like, going, I fucking suck at this sport. Fucking ridiculous. Like, oh, no, that's normal. That's what, like, everybody does. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to be four. Only pros do that. Then why don't they have, like, a fucking amateur score that I can shoot for that's reasonable?
0: That's awesome. It's like those um, workout videos for old people. Like, here's how it's supposed to be done, but if you need to do a modified version, version, right? here's how it will be done.
2: That's fantastic. Old people or out-of-shape people, right. here, either one of those.
1: <laughs> As you would expect at any Vegas lounge, it will offer a specialty cocktail menu, craft beers, multiple TVs, and live entertainment. No word if participation trophies will be handed out to all who <laughs> attempt to play games. <laughs>
2: You try.
1: Yeah, level up is actually already open. It was scheduled to open on the twentieth.
2: Huh. Uh,
0: you know what? I will likely never go, but it's certainly interesting
1: concept. I'm sure we will we will look at it from real gaming and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at the kids! Look what they're doing. Let's, <laughs> the fights there- should be amusing. Like, come on. Why would you put something testosterone-y like that with all of these testosterone? fucking testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> right I mean with these kind of fucking Yeah. Come on, man. That seems silly. I
0: I can't wait for the shooting range to open up right next door. <laughs>
1: exactly. They'll have the new video game where they where you get to simulate drive-bys. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. That's fantastic. They get the gun from, like, the uh, the old Nintendo
1: <laughs> duck hunt game. Oh, my God. And they always aim it sideways. <laughs> yeah. That increases accuracy. Come on. I, I think, that's that. a fact, Karen. That's a fact. I know. <laughs> Only gangsters a know that. idea right there. Right?
0: <laughs> it's like Grand Theft Auto makes Duck Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's move on to prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar prop bets is a extension of the news but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items first up this week's sign of the apocalypse president-elect trump has brought on corporate raider carl Icahn as a special advisor on regulations presumably to make it even easier to rape companies and leave them for dead so that you can make a profit
2: <laughs> mark was not happy about this announcement.
1: I, listen, since this happened, uh, since he was elected, we've as any responsible capitalist and, and person who lives in a democracy have done, have accepted that this is what has happened. This is the system that we live in. Welcome to democracy, it's a great system, right? This is one of the ones going, come on, dude, I fuck I'm I'm trying to be like, you got elected, you got a sports president. So like come on! <laughs> Fucking asshole. <gasps> Fucking goddamn it! Fucking.
2: I just wonder what regulations he's gonna advise on, because supposedly he's keeping his day job, right? This is just like yeah, that's why he's a special role.
1: advisor, so you can get away with doing that shit.
2: But this just seems like an awful idea. I mean, he I is known for destroying companies dismantling companies. That's right.
1: That's right.
2: Yeah, he makes a shitload of money off of it. But how does that help? You know, everything else that Trump is talking about with job creation and blah 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 he's the exact opposite of it.
1: I made the joke that maybe the grand idea is to buy weak economies around the world and then break them into pieces so you can then turn them into third world countries.
0: (laughs) We're starting with you, England. Right.
2: (laughs) The Americans are coming. The Americans are coming. That's right.
0: We've been laying in wait for 230 years.
2: right. In a sad, misguided attempt to reattract so many people they fucked over, the Nevada's cab Authority said that in 2017, the $3 credit card surcharge will be reduced, if not eliminated, in 2017. However, they anticipate simply shifting the cost to increased fares. Vital Vegas reports that taxi trips are now down more than 19%, and Uber and Lyft continue to smile at how dumb ca- cab companies are.
1: Fucking idiots. I, I can't believe that. We're just going to have to shift the cost. Like... <laughs>
2: Which means they get to collect that $3 on everybody, not just the ones that use credit cards now. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's so fucking dumb. Nashville's Loser's Bar is now open at MGM Grand in the place formerly home to Rouge Nightclub. Now said.
0: Next up on the docket of renovations at Gold Coast is the busiest Chinese restaurant in Vegas with what sounds like the most racist name ever. Vegas Eater reports that Ping Pang Pong will be completely demolished and undergo a $3 million rebuild. No word exactly what the uh, when the project will begin, but plans are also to renovate the rooms at the property starting on January 22nd. It's- Nothing to say about that.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Let, I, let's move on. I wasn't going <laughs> to touch that one.
2: Vital Vegas is reporting that La Rev at Wynn has closed to undergo an overhaul that will include new music, acts, and cast members. The new version of the show is expected to soft open in December with an official debut in January. Boy, that's old. Yeah. It, has it soft opened
1: yet? I'm sure, I'm sure it has. <laughs> the Pete Rose Bar and Grill at the Hawaiian Market, Blow Chilies, is being replaced by Heart Attack Grill. This is the second location that they have in the market, in the, the Vegas market. No word exactly when it's going open, but there's already a now hiring site. So.
0: You know, I think the reason why this place has been as successful as it has is because it really exemplifies what Vegas is like in the minds of so many people, that Vegas is just, it's a city of overindulgence, and what is more overindulgy than the concept of a heart attack grill?
1: To be fair, the only reason I don't like this place is the owner. He's a fucking psycho. Like, when like when he had, like, the first person die of a heart attack in the Vegas one, he was, like, going, like, he made it sound like this is a social experiment. This is to let people know that what they're doing to themselves, like, when you're fucking, dude, if you were just, like, you know how many calories is in this, right? You know, uh, like, if you're just a standard cap, don't make it sound like you're. it's some social service that you're fucking, I would have eaten there. Before this whole, before he ate, did this whole thing, and I'm like, yeah, "Just you're an idiot. Own up to your fucking concept." Stupid.
0: Right? Ex- absolutely. Embrace it. I mean, I think that's what people that are going to eat there are doing. Yeah. Douche. So uh, Giordano's, it's a gross Chicago-style pizza. It's now open at the Bally's Grand Bazaar. Apparently, it's going to be located above Starbucks, across from the Wahlburgers.
1: It is gross pizza. The concept is good, but it's basically lasagna, let's be honest. Basically lasagna.
2: It's a pie, it's not it's not it's a it's a casserole, it's not a pizza. It's a
1: casserole, it's it, is. it is, you're right. They just cut it into pieces slice and go, Look, it's pizza I'm like, no it's not it's, when you
2: gotta eat it with a knife and fork, because you can't pick it up. Uh, oh no, you
1: cannot pick it up. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, when you
2: have to eat it with a knife and fork, it's not pizza. Yeah.
0: Is this a Chicago-based? Oh, yeah.
2: oh, yeah. Oh, they're huge
1: in Chicago, yeah.
2: Oh, no, they're huge. They're, they're, like, one of the most famous. There's a couple famous Chicago-style pizza places. Giordano, Giordano. I can never say it right.
1: Giordanos.
2: Thank you. Um, is probably one of the most well-known. Actually, right. didn't we get a gift box from your work?
1: For Giordano, yeah, yeah,
2: that's still sitting in the it's freezer, Chicago staple. They haven't done anything. With so
1: it's it. right up there with Portillo's. It's it's a name in, in Chicago. Yeah, but
2: Portillo's is white. Yeah,
1: Portillo's, Portillo's is actually good. <laughs> What's the pizza place in Chicago where it's all
0: graffiti inside the restaurant itself? Like you like they encourage you to write on the walls? Oh,
1: I have no idea. I don't
2: know. The the other big oh. one is um, Lou Molinati's. That's the other big Chicago style pizza brand that's out there. There's one more. There's like three of them. I don't know. I don't know but I don't those know, the are the one. two big ones. Las Vegas Weekly is reporting that a Fear the Walking Dead attraction is in development for the Fremont Street Experience. It plans to open in summer 2017 and will be a year-round walk-through maze. No word exactly on where it will be located.
1: That's awful. I know, right? Yeah, because the the Goratorium worked so well.
2: (laughs) And it's, it's a haunted house that you can walk through all year round. Hooray!
1: Never one to rest on their success. The D underwent some renovations, including adding an exterior sign next to the escalator that is in the shape of the state of Nevada. More impressive, they shut down sections of the casino so they could renovate the entire gaming floor in preparation to integrate all of the Stevens Properties casinos under one player's club. Nice. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah.
0: By the way, it's uh, Gino's East. Did you guys ever Gino's. eat there? Geno's. Oh,
2: I never, honestly, I'm not a huge pizza fan in, in general, and once I had, like, deep dish Chicago style, I, it wasn't some place I sought
1: out and ever tried to go back right, yeah, yeah. It wasn't so, like, oh, I don't like this kind. What's this kind yeah, like? like? Yeah.
0: yeah there huh. so, was a cockroach crawling on the wall when I was there, so oh, I was geez. like, I, I, don't, I don't ever want to come back to this place. Yeah,
2: no. <laughs> Although, one, one little hidden gem for pizza. In downtown Chicago, that's got we nothing have. to do
1: with Chicago pizza. It, well, you can sh- get style. you can get
2: Chicago style oh, pizza really? there. Yeah, but they we we like the more traditional thin crust. Um, it's called Exchequer. So if you're ever in downtown Chicago, it's within walking distance of Millennium Millennium Park and. It's, it's um, famous
1: for being a hangout that Al Capone used to eat right. at all the time.
2: But their pizza, uh, and again, I'm not a pizza fan love. We like pizza. their we
1: like their cracker crust. Pizza. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really but good. yeah,
2: extra checker That's a good place for folks to try if they're I in agree. town. Yep.
0: See, see that's the value add that you get from this podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with Vegas, but hey, yeah, yeah. we nope, have to be in okay. Chicago. That's right.
0: <laughs> so Cosmopolitan continues to refresh their dining options, announcing now that the Blue Ribbon Sushi will be replaced by the Blue Ribbon uh, Brazer, a concept by the same owners. And London's Zuma Sushi Restaurant will be available next door to Blue Ribbon. Both are expected to open in early 2017.
1: It's kind of a clever concept. I'm surprised people don't do more of this, more other properties. Just refreshing your your dining options. I, I mean, I'm glad they're not getting rid of like SDK or secret pizza or shit like that. But I mean, you know, you get something like super amazing, you know.
2: Well, but I, I think in this situation, uh, my guess would be that the sushi isn't selling as much, and they figure they can get more dollars out of the space if they put in a different concept. Right. While moving the sushi into a smaller, I know, menu. a little kiosk. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, and I think. Honestly, I think it's confusing that they're both going to be Blue Ribbon. So if somebody is used I to agree, going that there really for weird. sushi, then all of a sudden they show up and they go, "What the fuck is this? This isn't sushi." I'm so, kind of with
1: you. I thought that was weird.
2: Yeah, it, it's. I understand. I mean, it's not like Blue Ribbon is a, a, a name that. Has well, they're a lot building of a, a brand. Way. Well, okay. Really, you should have found something a little more <laughs> yeah, not know, generic but. <laughs> <laughs> as Blue Ribbon. But. Right. <laughs> At Melts Vegas is reporting that all the rooms at Wynn and Encore will be outfitted with Amazon Echo, which will allow guests to do things like turn on the lights, open the curtains, or turn on the T V all by voice command. The project is expected to be completed by summer twenty seventeen.
1: That's kinda cool, except you'll have to be aware of the Lexa thing, otherwise no one's gonna no one's gonna know what to do. I'm sure they'll have instruction cards laying around the room someplace. Right. It's a pretty cool, one, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Despite largely positive reviews, Vital Vegas reports that a downtown restaurant, Glutton, has now closed. No word if there are future plans for the space. Weren't you the one that told us about Glutton? I was. Yeah.
0: I've eaten there twice. It was very, very good. I am... Um, Bummer. Uh, we were... Jen and I were very surprised when, when we heard this news. It sucks. Skechers is opening a retail location in the Showcase Mall next to the MGM store.
1: M&M store.
0: Is-
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> That was autocorrected. You didn't need to autocorrect
0: <laughs> Next to the M&M store. It isn't clear uh, when it will open, but it has signed a 10-year lease.
2: After years of announced plans, the pedestrian bridge connecting Tropicana to Excalibur over Las Vegas Boulevard is now open with new escalators, AC in the elevators, and some aesthetic upgrade choices. Up next, the pedestrian bridge connecting Tropicana to MGM Grand. That project begins on January 3rd.
1: Shiny. shiny. Yeah. Silvery shiny. All right. Can't wait to see how long the escalators work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and lastly, the Neon Museum just opened their new larger gift shop, part of a $300,000 expansion to the attraction. The previous shop was located in the visitor's lobby.
0: I... I'm so excited to to go back. I will check this out too, yet yeah. again. yeah I, I don't know how you expand your um, gift shop though I mean in light of the fact that the whole building is supposed to be the original yes, La little. Concha right. uh, front desk <laughs>
1: right I mean so, you, you've been in there. were they utilizing all that space. It,
0: Um, Not well, but yes, they were. I think they could have just moved things around better to get more stuff in there. Maybe that's what it is.
1: They just have like a little area going, hey, over here. Tour's over here. Right. There's the gift shop. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Well, listen, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the near future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or an event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. First up is I Love the 90s featuring Vanilla Ice, Naughty by Nature, All for One, Tone Loke, and Young MC. They're performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Friday, February 3rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $45. God, you know, if I were out <laughs> in Vegas during that weekend. I'd see that. For $45? I would bucks? almost consider, yeah, going Absolutely. for $45. Forty-five dollars,
2: <laughs> and, and this is funny when you start price comparing and what you get for your money. R. Kelly is performing at the joint at Hard Rock on February on Friday, February seventeenth. Show starts at eight PM. Tickets start at fifty dollars. <laughs> Never mind. It, I know. I'm insert
1: safe. insert urination joke here. <laughs> AFI is performing at the joint at Hard Rock Saturday, February eighteenth. Show starts at seven PM. Tickets start at thirty dollars. Journey will begin a short-term
0: residency at the Joint at the Hard Rock starting May 3rd through the 20th. Shows will be on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $60.
2: And last up, 21 pilots are performing at Mandalay Bay on Saturday, February 18th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $50.
0: Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on in our coming attractions calendar on the blog let's check the river. Well, it looks like we've got some listener feedback who um who wants to read this uh, email that we got?
1: One of you two? I, I I did the majority of this show. This is from Chris uh, Hall. You talk a lot. I do talk a lot. yes. <laughs> Karen, why don't you go ahead and uh, read the email we got?
2: All right, thank you says, hey, man, hope all is well. How are the guitar-based learnings coming along?
1: They're coming along well. As a matter <laughs> of fact, it's one of the few things that Asgard will let me do while I'm hanging out next to him is, is, uh, is practice. And I have to thank Chris Moore a fucking thousand times over He uh, hipped me to a computer version of Rocksmith that I've talked about that gives me the option to play custom songs. Like everybody who's a part of it, real musicians, are creating custom downloadable songs. So I've been doing nothing but learning corn songs for the last (laughs) month and a half and I fucking love it. It's amazing.
2: And I will tell you, he is pretty good because usually I can pick out which song it is that he's playing. So he's getting there. Just wanted to clarify something from the recent Dupar's review. It may not have been intentional, but it was implied that DePars brought the shrimp cocktail to Golden Gate. DePars has only been at Golden Gate since the spring of 2010. Prior to that, it was called Bay City Diner. The shrimp cocktail used to come from a deli counter in the casino. Right at the end of the bar, there was a live piano player, mostly played Sinatra, Gershwin, etc., and right past the piano was the deli. Once the Steven Brothers bought in and started making changes, they brought in Dupar's, got rid of the deli, and moved the shrimp cocktail over there. Sadly, they also got rid of the pianist and put in a sound system and club music. Golden Gate was one of my favorite hangs in Vegas. While I do like Dupar's much better than Bay City Diner, I don't like the blaring music in the casino. I don't think it fits the vibe there. Here's some references. We have a couple of links.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. This is one thing I love about this entire community. I didn't know that. That was a mistake that uh, when i did that research and the links that he gave us are absolutely fascinating i made sure to update the review notes so anybody that wants to check out the dupar's review there are links uh to what exactly chris is talking about here fucking awesome feedback thank you so much sir and chris is also known as at dustin of holland yes he is
2: and he signs it with a cheers so he's been hanging out with Alistair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris is a very, very nice guy. I've, I've had the opportunity to uh, hang with him a couple of times out in Vegas. And hey, the guy cool. is just he's as nice in person as he is here in um, b- both here in his email, as well as his online presence. He's, Absolutely. he's a stand up guy. Yep. I like him a lot. Well, all right, gang, I guess that's going to do it then for episode 218. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the blog, which is 360VegasPodcast.com. You can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as Amazon, Caesars Entertainment, Tickets.AccessVegas.com, Earth Limos, or you can just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store, which is Zazzle.com forward slash 360Vegas. We do get a cut of those profits, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like what Chris did, you can do so. Which is three hundred and sixty Vegas podcast at gmail.com.
1: Where can people find you, Karen?
2: I am at Karen Mark on Twitter.
1: And you, sir? I am at three hundred and sixty Vegas Tony. Thank you so much, Asgard, for allowing us to do this. <laughs> no, he's uh, still out uh, Yeah, he is still out. We're I, we yeah, are I to just checking the that.
2: camera. He's still sleeping. Yeah, but so as as God. a
1: warning, we don't know when we'll be back. But uh, our, our our hearts are with you and. and we we look forward to returning to some normalcy and a dog that can run around.
2: And, and Tony, Merry <laughs> yes. Christmas!
1: Yes, and
0: a very Merry Christmas to you guys. Safe travels. Thank you very much. I will be I would, theoretically whenever this uh, posts. I will probably be out in Las Vegas as people are listening to it. As a matter of fact, even one of our uh, Twitter friends, if I can if I can find it fast enough, uh, <laughs> Joe. Quaros uh, uh, fr- friends. Joe Q underscore SD said, "I'm going to listen to this over and over, especially on my flight to Vegas on Monday." Nice. Right. So very cool, Joe. I'm Center Strip, so if you want to look me up, I'll probably be drunken and around and making an ass of myself.
1: All right. So until next time.